0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy birthday to you. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Happy birthday, it's a, Mr. It's just another Harrington. day. It's just another day. Happy
1: birthday, no, dear. No, no. I can't sing in key. No, you can't. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I oh, yes, friends. Don't ask that, me my there's age. There's a big cake that's coming, and oh, uh, you're not going to believe what's in the cake.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, he's gotten me in trouble with my wife. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Oh, get it's a, a file, so you can get out of no. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. Uh, it is my birthday. Uh, I just don't want to think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> you know, isn't it funny when you're a kid? When you're a kid and it's your birthday, you are excited. Oh, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to have a party and I'm going to have gifts and my friends are going to come over and we're going to play and have a great time. But that fades out over the years. You get to a point where it's like, oh, tomorrow's my birthday. Do I have to think about it? All right. Let's just pretend
1: it's another day. Yeah, a piece. It's another day. I like that.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't
1: know. I've never been I've never been I I went uh, through a lot of life not celebrating my birthday. And the reason was I don't know why everybody has their little idiosyncrasies, but mm-hmm. you know, it started when I was young. I you know, everybody has a time of the year or a day. That just everything goes to, uh, to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And usually right around my birthday is when things go wrong. That's when the car will break down. Yeah. That's when something happens uh, unexpectedly or, or your health goes to hell. Whatever it is, something happens every year on my birthday. So I'm like going, I'm not celebrating my birthday. And being a little bit of um, superstitious you know, a superstitious kind of guy superstitious kind of guy, but a little bit of a loner too, because doing the life of radio, um, you know, you're either the popular guy because everybody wants to be around you or you're the guy because you're in this business. People have, a they, there's an air about you that a resentment. Yeah. You know, so you're really not, uh, you're not the popular guy with, you know, people hanging on your every breath that they think you are in public, maybe on the air, but, It's it's totally different. So it's kind of a it can be a lonely world. In it's hard to feel sorry for somebody
0: who uh, was has been successful in our business. Though really, I mean, we we have been very lucky people to have been able to meet people we never would have met if we weren't in broadcasting. I mean, I have met uh, many a celebrity, as I'm sure you have too. Uh, uh, I've uh, gone places that I never would have gone. Uh, yeah. but, you know, I mean, I, so I I understand that I've, I've been privileged. And so it, it's hard to, well, I, I just got to, let's see, someone is wishing me a happy birthday. You hear that little ding? That yeah. was somebody, wish, but my nephew wished me a happy birthday. Well, thank you there very you much. Go. I mean, yeah, I, I'm you, getting you that want to know,
1: all day all ahead.
0: day long. I get stuff like this all day long. Yeah. I, you know, people from all over the country who know me, happy birthday, you know?
1: <clears throat> which is kind of yeah, nice. It's I do funny how that works. Uh, yeah, if you... The life of a person, whether they're an actress or a TV person or a radio person, I think the one guy that summed it up really well was uh, Harry Chapin. And he did a song that he said, I know this is going to get played because it's about a disc jockey. Yeah, and it was called "I Am the Morning DJ" and W O L D. W O L D. Yeah, yeah. You know, hello, honey, it's me. Yeah. What did you think when you heard me back on the radio? <laughs> and uh, you know, most disc jockeys remembered that song really. I mean, I yeah, because you sat there, you came home after you know a busy day, you're sitting there feeling kind of down and blue. Yeah, let's listen to that. I think let's, that
0: was what 1973. I think. Something I think like that. I was working in uh, in Boston at the time. At a uh, radio station, uh, playing that that very song. Uh, of course, I was only six years old.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I played <laughs> it when yeah. I was four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Isn't it funny how you do stuff like? Um, anyway, uh, it's it's good to be here. That's another thing. As the years progress, you appreciate the fact that uh, you're still on the right side of the dirt, as they would say. Um, yeah. A lot of things happening in our world, and I'm hoping that uh, I get a chance to celebrate another birthday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, every day it's tenuous with this administration. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but they announced yesterday that hundred. What was it? How much have we given so far uh, in the billions? Was it? Was Too it much? Tw- Twelve billion dollars. Yeah. uh some uh, some massive amount of money maybe i forgot the exact figure but whatever it whatever it was it wasn't enough because Karine jean pierre oh, the go. gifted press secretary of the biden administration was out there yesterday and she was saying that we're giving more. Listen.
2: Moving to Ukraine later today, the Biden-Harris administration will announce a new security assistance package for Ukraine as part of our ongoing efforts to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia's brutal invasion. The announcement, which will come from from the Department of State and Defense, will be the 36th use of presidential uh, drawdown authorities to support Ukraine. The package will include more ammunition for U.S., provided HIMARS, rocket systems, and anti-armor systems, as well as additional artillery rounds. The United States will continue to work with our allies and partners to help Ukraine defend itself, uh, to defend its democracy, and protect its people
0: oh my gosh another package uh we're giving more ammunition i think we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. we are running out of ammunition for our troops
1: there's a shortage where, where is the ammunition coming from where is the hardware coming from where the hell is all this money coming from i mean you know i look okay well let's just take a look at the united states you know we have so much here to be thankful for mm-hmm. really okay across town where my son works he works for a pretty cool company i'm not going to give their name out but mm-hmm. he works for a pretty cool company but they had to close yesterday because mm-hmm. in that town middle class area you know mm-hmm. uh the water main went out which took out another water main which took out another water main they're going well oh wow uh, it was four hours fixed now it's 15 okay maybe 36 hours to fix our infrastructure, friends, is old and dilapidated, not just over in that little town, but all across America. Can you drive from A to B without hitting a pothole? Sometimes you can't even avoid it. Uh, or they dig up pipeline because a water main goes out after a road that had just been repaved, and it sucks. So our infrastructure is bad. Our electronic grid is bad. You name it, it is all bad. Now, my son was just down in Florida. He went down to watch a these uh, YouTube influencers, and they Mm -hmm. did a charity MMA thing, and there was a guy from the WWE that went over and started doing that too. But either way, his thing is, oh, yeah, it's beautiful, Tampa, St. Pete, and all of that stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of homeless people. Oh, no, not downtown. No, they they scoot them out of town, and they're over in the parks and stuff. Oh, wow. Set up there. So Florida has got a real bad homeless thing that's going to come back I hate to say it and bite DeSantis in the butt if he doesn't figure out how to fix that real quick, but we have people that need here in the United States. Oh yeah, They're black, they're Chinese, they're white, they're, they're, well, you they're know, all well, different well, makeups. Well, when,
0: when you close down um, mental hospitals and other institutions like that, you release these people back into society, yeah. where are they to go?
1: Well, I don't know. We got veterans that can't afford, yes. they can't find a job, they can't afford a place to live. We have some because of what we put them through to defend our butts here. They were over fighting for us and they've come back with PTSD and they've got all kinds of mental health problems and probably drug addictions because they went doing the OORA, let's serve America thing. And this is their payback. Hey, welcome back. Uh, no, no, can't give you a job. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no benefits for you. And you know, get away. You disgust me. Yeah, I yeah. want you run my property.
0: Well, uh, we have to fix ourselves before we. But can this fix administration else. doesn't care. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm being very very honest here. They don't care. Look, I heard something on Tucker's show yesterday. I don't want to say it before I forget it, because you know it is my birthday. Yeah, I get it it now. is my birthday, and the older you get, the the faster things go in one ear and out the other. So uh, while I got the thought, you know, go ahead and get the thought. I'll explain why that
1: happens. <laughs> yeah,
0: that. Thank you very much. Um, it was interesting that Tucker brought out something I de- I wasn't aware of, and I haven't got the story in front of me. But we we know that there are bio labs in the Ukraine. We know yes, that Yes, there are. They first didn't admit that. Then they said they were one or two. Then they said maybe up to 12. And then they they admitted there might be 40 bio labs that we run or own on the border of Russia and the Ukraine. And, you know, that's why Putin said he went in there to get the bio labs and to uh, get the Nazis. They didn't admit there were Nazis there, too, until they actually had to the Azov Battalion, that's where they, A-Z-O-V Battalion, check it, go online, read it, they're mm-hmm. there, and uh, the same battalion that uh, Zelensky, when he was asked about them, he said, well, they are what they are, meaning, if they're Nazis, they're Nazis. He, that's That was his attitude, almost verbatim, I saw him say it, but what they haven't admitted, and this was just discovered, well... Tucker only mentioned it last night. He's the first one to bring it out. They also, we also, are developing, and I don't know why we're doing this, nuclear devices uh, on the Ukrainian border. That's true. The United States of America is developing. Now, they they tried to pass it off as nuclear energy, like uh, power plants. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. We even sent, we had the audacity, the United States uh, State Department sent a letter off to the Russians saying, uh, don't go to those plants because our secret nuclear devices are there and they're proprietary. It's like saying to the enemy, oh, by the way, over there, right, uh, yeah, 40 yards across the, the, the property is, uh, is something we don't want you to see because it's really very important. Uh, like, what are they going to do? The first thing they're going to do is go to that site and find out what it is. So we, mm-hmm. uh, for, for these fatheads in D.C. to think that by sending them a stern letter, that's going to do it, uh, they haven't got a clue. They haven't got a clue. No, but, they don't. But what, the biggest question is, what the heck are we doing developing nuclear devices, be it power and or weapons— what are we doing developing these things in the Ukraine? Why aren't we working
1: on these things in our own country where they're really secret? Well, one of the reasons that I could think of firsthand, you know, the, the worst thing that you want to hear when you work in a bomb factory, let alone a nuclear is boom uh, deterrent is is somebody that goes, oops, <laughs> or boom? It's followed by the boom, you know, it's like hey, we're working on this here. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's the dead. Oh, yeah. shoot, kaboom. And you, Fred, that's, true. Read,
0: that's so, true. It's usually the last thing you hear. Yeah. oops. Uh, okay, that was it. <laughs> but but you know, if you for years we worked on on secret devices and secret weapons, and I'm sure we're still doing it now. And they're being done like at area 51. So mm-hmm. if they do go boom, there's nothing for 150 miles you know that's going to really be affected by it because they're out in the middle of nowhere. You know yeah. with area 51, uh, many of the people who work there, I think they get on a plane in Vegas every day yeah. and they fly a half hour flight. A private contractor flies the employees of area 51 out to area 51. They're screened, and they go to work, and, they, and everything there stays there. They leave, they're screened again, they get on the uh, private charter, they fly back to Vegas, and they take off for the day. It, that's how secret the, these places are. So we could do it here in this country, but wh- why in the name of heaven we're doing this stuff over in an unstable country like the Ukraine? is is beyond well,
1: me. I got to believe we're messing with stuff we shouldn't mess with. That way if there's an accident that happens, oh man, that's terrible and we'll we'll we didn't know anything about this. And it'll it'll take 20 years to come out and then that administration's gone, it's too too far gone for us to hold the people accountable, accountable. You know, uh, that's just the way that we do business here.
0: So there's a lot of things that we're uh, not being told. We, you know, we weren't told that we have troops over there.
1: Yeah, and they're we, dying,
0: some of them. We found out with those leaked messages, those leaked documents that uh, that, that kid and—I say kid, 21-year-old airman at Otis Air Force Base in on Cape Cod leaked. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, to this day, he got that information. I still think there's somebody— Above him, who got him the documents that he leaked, I think he was like a tool, a pawn, in this whole. Well, I
1: think you're going to see a lot of that stuff happening. Like, oh, what's the guy's name at the Homeland Security? They did the raid on his office here the other day. Uh, Sol Suller, Sully, or something like that. They went and they they raided his office. They they took everything off because what mm-hmm. they were saying is he was bringing a private cell phone and a laptop, electronic devices, into his office in Homeland Security where there are top-secret documents. Hey, listen, do you
0: remember during the, uh, I think, a Trump administration where Mm -hmm. uh, a sailor on a nuclear sub thought it would be neat to send a picture of him standing in front of the reactors on a a sub, and he, he took a selfie, sent it off, I guess, to his parents. Somebody found out the guy was arrested and sentenced to 10 years in jail. Mm -hmm. he was
1: pardoned by president Trump later on, but he's look there. There are shipyards and there are developments all over the country. I know up in the Northeast, they work on subs up there and I believe somewhere along the Eastern seaboard. um, I'll just put it that way, that there's a place where they're working on a, a different type of propulsion for the engine. And, the two parts mm-hmm. that create the weight the current for the, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, for the, for the, the unit to spin and make the propulsion, they don't connect, you know, it's actually, you know, that's, it's, uh, it's,
0: that's sort of like the submarine that was, uh, was it in crimson, not crimson, crimson tide, crimson tide, was it crimson tide with the silence? Red of, October. That was it, the red hunt October. for red October. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah or oh, was it crimson tide <laughs>
1: no no well no red october they had the the propulsion system but it used water that passed yes. through and they would use the minerals in the water i believe and it was you know reverse magnetism but that was fiction
0: at the time but a lot oh, of that stuff is not uh, it's it's reality today um so we're not being told the truth about what's happening in the ukraine Our right. government a government isn't being straight we were told that Oh no no! We're just over there right now, sending them money and support and applauding their efforts. And in reality, we've sent troops over to the Ukraine. They said that they were over there in an advisory situation or they were protecting the embassy. But I guess those those documents that were released said no no no. Uh, they're actually out there in the field with the uh, the soldiers, and I mean I think some of them are actually pulling triggers and stuff like that. Uh, if that's the case. We are actually in a shooting war with an, with an enemy that hasn't actually uh, been a declared enemy. If you know what I mean, they're not. They are not. We're not at war so with not Russia. It's an unofficial war, is what yeah. we're saying.
1: It's it's kind of like the Vietnam. You know, it's yeah, it's kind of like the little pre-dance before you get into the real dance. Yeah, well, it
0: reminds me of Vietnam. If you remember Vietnam, initially we went in there as an advisory role. It Mm -hmm. uh, was—and then it was called a police action. Yeah. It was never—I don't think it ever was a declared war. No. The Vietnam War. Uh, Yeah,
2: we we are
1: the cops of the world. You know that. And, you know, who appointed us and gave us the badge to be the cops of the—oh, I'm sorry, we did. You know, and and I keep—no one asked
0: this question, but Biden, when he withdrew so quickly, like a thief in the night, when he left Afghanistan— uh, and everything that we owned over there was left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying, you know, we got to get out. We, we, it's better to have peace. I don't think he waited a year before he got into the Ukraine war. I mean, yeah, it's like right. it's like, wait a second. I thought we was we were getting out of wars with the Biden administration. I mean, we were just about we just about ran out of Afghanistan, and now you're dumping us in the Ukraine. And, and you're selling us on the idea that it's a worthwhile situation. Oh, we're protecting people, the, uh, the Democratic, Democratic, Ukraine, that is a joke. This, this guy, uh, uh, Zelensky, is not the Churchill of our time, like they're trying to no, sell it. And
1: you got to wonder what he's got on people. He's, uh, he's an atheist. He's not. He was a comedian, you know, and uh, maybe did some TV. No, the joke's on us. Was. Yeah, the joke is on us. But here it is. He he's he's like a spoiled kid. He you know he is getting very sophisticated military hardware. And when I say sophisticated, he's not getting something that is a blanket, you know, defender. It can do mm-hmm. a little bit of this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. He's getting very specific types of military hardware yeah. that have special strategic functions and I'm sitting there going he's going to be a small country oh, well he is a small country with one hell of an arsenal and we already know you know if you put if you do all the research and you look he's got nukes that are you know the warheads that are there And he's probably got the capability of delivering those if he so desires.
0: You know, President Trump will tell you, he he says it whenever he does a talk about uh, the Afghan situation. He'll mention that Milley was the guy who said, leave all the the stuff behind, Mr. President. Just get the troops out and get out of there. And President Trump was incredulous. He said, you know, leave everything behind. That's what he was being advised to do course, he, he wasn't at the point when he was president where he was going to actually do it. So he's convinced that Milley made the same suggestion to Biden, and Biden listened to him. You know, he left yeah. all this stuff behind. Now, Afghanistan, I think, is like in the top five when it comes to arms dealers around the world, yeah. and they're, they're selling our stuff because they only need about 5 or 10% of the stuff we left behind to make them a very... You know, a well-armed nation. Everything else they can sell. My thought is, why didn't we do what President Trump suggested and take everything out first? I mean, he wanted to take the the last pencil on the desk in the front office at Bagram Air Force. He wanted everything to go. He wanted everything to go home. He didn't want to leave anything behind for the Taliban. And uh, people laughed at him. He said, "Wait a second. All we have to do to get the planes out." Is put a, a bunch of our pilots on uh, cargo planes, fly them into Afghanistan, give them the keys to the jets, and fly them to a neighboring, friendly state until we can move them to another another. Uh, instead, mm-hmm. these idiots, and I say this because they are. There's no other word. These idiots at the Pentagon who said, yeah, leave all that $89 billion, with a B dollars worth of equipment behind. That's a good thing. That's a real good thing. Leave all that stuff behind. Put our guys on a plane and get them out. Well, what about the, uh, the people who are stuck in like a cobble uh, who are Americans uh, and they're going to be stuck? Well, no, we'll, we'll come back for them, and we haven't. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people. They don't talk about this. Have you noticed, Bill, how quickly we forget about important stories because of how they shove the crappy news down our throats? I'll say, let me make an example. Just a week ago, we were being told about this, this traitor, this terrible guy who had leaked documents at uh, the Otis Air Force Base on Cape Cod. Uh, late leaked it on uh, the internet, and how he was a traitor. And now you don't hear a damn thing about him. It's, no, it's like crickets. There's no news stories about him. W- w- wait a second. Th- four week, three weeks ago, President Trump was. Being perp walked into a, a Bragg's office for a an, you know to be indicted, and every news media had their cameras out.
1: Oh, well, uh, you saw the protests that were outside too.
0: Well, they're now they're ticked off because it wasn't as big a deal as they thought it was going to be. They thought maybe it seemed like in an orange jumpsuit oh, and yeah, maybe he's been, hand, Well, that was the thing. You know, he's been arrested.
1: He was never arrested. He was arraigned, right? Right, you know, and uh, but you know that was what the media was there for. On
0: on our hands, I mean, Afghan war that should be still a big story. Nothing, Uh, the border should still be a big story. It's nothing. Uh, The war in the Ukraine should be top of the story, top of the banner every single day, because we're we're a fraction of an inch away from a nuclear conflagration with Russia, and nobody is talking about it. Every no. I mean you can't find stories on even some of our favorite sites. They've moved on to other stories. So all these things are happening this this trader, this uh, suppose I put that in quote. The this uh airman if he he should be top of the news right now, nothing. The the balloon that was flying across our country. That's the big story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's gone now. It's gone now. And boy, could that that could the residual effects from that balloon may last
1: for years. We don't know. Yeah, what what was on that balloon? How it could travel? Such old, ancient technology that could you know just sneak right through, maneuver around. Uh, had old technology and radar, but the kind that can sit there and see through things. Wow! And you know you're sitting there going, and we didn't know that. But then again, too, you know, all they had to do is, it's a balloon. So it has nothing that makes any mechanical noises, you know, that certain things would detect. It probably operated on a frequency that they generated that we don't know. And you don't know how to look for a frequency if you don't know what the frequency is. So they probably said it was powered by what? Solar panels? Solar panels, yeah. So there you go. Mm. Uh, everything was there. It could have had a man it could have men inside of there. Isn't it, it convenient, had, Bill,
0: that, that, that Biden didn't have it shot down until it was over the Atlantic Ocean and it had done its work?
1: Think about it though. You know, what did he he was a tool of China. He he sold information. The the family profited from information. That they got from the Ukraine, Russia, China, that they sold to China. To, you know, he's been making money off of China. Oh, sure, they did his taxes. Well, he made five hundred eighty-four thousand dollars, paid twenty-four percent tax. Okay, so he paid little over, you know, twenty-six cents uh-huh. on the dollar. Big freaking deal. And that five eighty-four for his first uh, year of or second year of presidency. Um, well. Are you going to do illegal things and make illegal money and report it? Of course not. Hell no. Of course Of course, of course
0: not. It's like like saying to Al Capone, did you report all your uh, your your business profits?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I yeah, mean, you, just
0: this let's be very simplistic here. I mean, the guy made as a senator about uh $180,000 a year, maybe 200,000 a year, maybe with his committees he might have gotten another uh, $10,000, dollars 30000 But let's say he never made more than $250,000 as a U.S. senator. Uh, and, and you know, it's not cheap to live in D.C., by the way. I mean, the cost of right. living in D.C. Is, is pretty high, especially... So how does a guy like that end up buying estates in Virginia, Delaware, and D.C.? I mean, how does he do
1: it? Well, okay. I'd like to know about these book deals and movie deals because, you see, when you're in office... You know, Democrats tell you all the time, if you're a Republican, mm-hmm. you got a book deal? Well, you can't do that. You're profiting off the office. You got a movie deal? Oh, you're profiting off the office. Can't do it if you're a Republican. Biden's got book deals. He's got you them know, before he got in, during yeah, the time he's in. What these, got what,
0: what these sneaky so-and-sos have done is they figured out that it, they there are ways they can funnel the illegal money to them mm-hmm. and make it look like it's legal. I mean, go into the Why store. would why would Obama get a sixty million dollar deal with Netflix? Yeah, what has and, he done on Netflix? Nothing. He produced. Yeah, just look back. He's been out of office now for for years. Uh, do mm-hmm. we have anything magnificent from the Obamas that has generated sixty million dollars?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, and books. Are usually not big sellers anyway. It's hard to get a big selling book. I know people that have written it. I know. Right. Pl- uh, people I've written. I've, I've got books, I've
0: got two books right now on Amazon that I've written. You know how much money I made from those books? Well, I'm not buying any new cars. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, and they're good books. Thank you. But the uh, the point is, you know, and, and how many people can look? At where they keep their books, and they got a Biden book, they got a Jill book, they got a Michelle Obama book. (laughs) Yeah, I know. uh, A Barack Obama book. Yes, no, no, no. A Bill Clinton book, a Hillary book. Yeah. Oh, they're quoted in the news. Yes. And used for stuff like that. Do you own one? If you do. Oh, I don't. Okay, you're the one person.
0: I got a lot of books over here, and I don't have uh, any of these Obama books and stuff. But, But it's a way for uh people who work and live in the dark and there are there's a whole group of people in DC who live and work in the shadows trust me and they're powerful people they influence the people who work in the light uh the president vice president uh, the speakers and all these guys because these are corruptible people why do they hate Donald Trump so much in DC <laughs> Why do they hate Donald Trump? Because he's worth $10 billion and he can flip the fickle finger of fate at all of these dark state people. He can go, keep your money. I don't need it. I'm doing the right thing. So, what does the deep state do? We got to vilify this guy. We got to destroy Trump. We got to make him look like the worst thing since Adolf Hitler.
1: No matter what you think of Trump, you know, going back to the book thing. He did The Art of the Deal, and everybody knows that book. A lot of people bought it. He made millions off of that book. And, yeah, sure, he had a ghostwriter come in and clean things up and do it. That's what happens with all the books. They take your notes and stuff, and they turn it into something. Now there's programs for that. But the difference is, before he ever thought about running for president, everybody talked about it. It was a big book. It had legitimate sales. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, uh, Barack's got uh, books with legitimate sales. Let me explain it works the way the record industry used to work because it used to be, you know, yeah, we got the new ABBA album coming out. I'm using ABBA because you know ABBA. Right. Um, you know, and it's uh it's shipping platinum. Well, how the hell is that? I yeah, mean, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Yet. I was
0: just going to say that. How does a how does it ship well, platinum?
1: Let me explain it to you because okay. there was a point system that used to work with radio stations that would say they played the songs, whether they did or didn't didn't matter. But what really counted were the tickets for record sales. So I got a group, a super group, and Mm -hmm. I want this album to go, okay, I'm going to go, we're going to have to ship um, 5 million copies. Mm -hmm. So when we ship it out to record warehouse and whatnot, we write down a receipt. It's an invoice, but it's a receipt Mm -hmm. of sale potential basically. So we, when we ship out those records, Mm-hmm. We do a receipt for it. You we know, you know that I'm playing. You, you know what I'm playing behind you, right? Yeah, ABBA. because yeah. I said that. Yeah. But you get this receipt based on the numbers of records that were shipped. Mm-hmm. They're not real sales. It is a misnomer. It is just. It's a bookkeeping it's a, thing. Yeah, I was going to say it. It,
0: it sounds like a Ponzi. Well, it sounds it, like a it scheme. Kind of it's a scheme. It's a, it's a
1: racket because then people go, and everyone say, wow, that thing shipped platinum. You know what's amazing, it Bill? shipped gold. Back,
0: back in the late 50s, early 60s, they had payola in broadcasting. What no. the what the yeah what the record companies would do is they'd say to a disc jockey, look at I got a great song. Elvis is coming out with a really great song this afternoon. It's gonna be fabulous. The people are gonna love it. But you gotta you we gotta we gotta know you're gonna play it. So look at we're gonna buy you uh, we're gonna buy you a car. <laughs> I mean they do they do stuff like that. And you know what's what's worse giving a disc jockey five hundred bucks to play a song or or what you're talking about? They figured out another scheme.
1: To oh yeah pump up sales to generate sales oh yeah how the you know I'll I'll, I'll throw some figures out him in Shre- in Shreveport uh-huh. I wasn't on the take right but I do remember oh a record company that starts with a C uh-huh. okay sure um so the record rep would come to town you know and you'd be sitting there going hey let's go to lunch okay let's go to lunch and then they would sit there and go I really need to get this record played well I'm going to play it but it's just not time yet. What's it going to take for you to play this record, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they would sit there and they'd recommend you play the record. And they might recommend this one company in, in Shreveport, mind you. Top mm-hmm. 100 market, but really it's, you know, at the bottom of that list. Mm-hmm. That, that's 350 bucks a week. So for a guy that's making $18,000 in a small market like that, yeah, somebody comes and goes, you play that record, you know, and it's something you might have played anyway. Yeah. You know, 350 bucks, Really? Yeah, and uh, we got four other records for you to talk about. A week? You know, come on.
0: All of a sudden, these guys are making real money. They're yeah.
1: making real money, and all they have to do is just do their job they were going to do a little bit quicker than they were going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's it. And then they want you to keep it on the chart. That's how Paola worked, yeah. And uh, a lot of guys went down. You board, know, a lot I, of
0: guys. I I never, I never got could involved with stuff like that. I ne- I mean, could I Im- you
1: imagine? And some of the big names we know. Could you imagine uh, what they got? Guys I worked
0: with were in Paola. I mean, I know I know, I know guys. Chicago. I, I know guys. and I LA. won't mention any any names, but I know guys I worked with in New York City who. Were maybe they were ten or twelve years older than I am. They were they were in radio during that era, and they were influenced. They used to talk about how
1: great how great it was. Oh yeah, you know, hey, you know, hey, honey, uh, you you would you like to go uh, to San Francisco and yep. have dinner? Oh, we're going on vacation. Well, actually, I kind of thought, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm I got someone doing my shift today. We're gonna catch a Lear jet and fly yeah. with the band out to. Well, you know you that know.
0: that didn't change. That stuck around. It still goes yeah. On. Well, they don't give money anymore, but they may say, look, at, uh, we, we don't want to influence your decision. Hey, are you going to go to the uh, Rolling Stones concert in Vegas uh, uh, huh? next year? I can get you tickets. I can get you tickets, meaning, you know, uh, without saying, if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. And they are. A lot of guys huh? would get tickets and go to a, a concert across the country and have all expenses paid, you know. Um, I never – I was such a straight-laced kid. I don't know what the heck happened to me. I, I know you're probably smiling because you, I know you, you probably uh, had the opportunity on occasion to go to concerts around uh, around the world. Didn't you say you went to one in Germany? <laughs> you went to
1: one Berlin, in Germany. yeah,
0: I went. You, you went they put you, you – Rolling Stones, You know, wait a they, second. You got to hear this, folks. He goes to a concert in Berlin, right? He goes to a concert in Berlin and they put you in what box at the? Uh, this is in the same, uh, the same stadium where they had the nineteen thirty six Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they.
1: they, my, they well, Bill Knight is not my real name. I'm not going to tell my real name. Yeah, I've all mine here. Got the name of the person. Yeah. Who had special seats, along with his girlfriend. Yeah. At Olympic Stadium, is, and they they sat there and they said, "Yes, Mister So and So." Yes. But we have special seats for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I rode the elevator up. I'm looking at my wife then, and I'm mm-hmm. going, "What the hell, you know?" Special we had seats. had no idea. Yeah. Now she works for a law firm, and yes. you know, we were, you know, divorced a long time. We had
0: this. This is only an hour show, so if you can yeah. kind of speak yeah, I sat in Hitler's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, talk about jumping to the to, to the chase. There's the payoff. Oh, holy smokes, sp- he. He knew something was up when he walked into the stadium and everybody stood up and applauded him.
1: Yeah. They put their arms down. I'm going, what the hell is going on? Put your arms down,
0: folks. Put your arms down. Really? This is not
1: a sure commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I should be here now.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, uh, that is a funny story. I mean, uh, there's a lot of funny stories. Did you know when you were sitting in those seats, did you know when you were sitting there that that was Hitler's box?
1: No, but they, it was explained to me. And then I was just like, and it's still a joke. Wow. You know, no, I don't talk to my ex, but I talk to my daughter and she goes, yeah, you know, I never believed that story until mom explained it. (laughs) And she goes, and my daughter works in government. So I'm sure that she came across the story before Mm -hmm. and no, there was no wrongdoing. I, I didn't get paid by a record company to go there. Mm-hmm. I actually worked with a promotion for a beer distributor, who was uh, when they did the um, uh, the Voodoo Lounge tour. It was sponsored by Budweiser, but when it went to oh, Germany, that's not
0: that that was when they were popular. <laughs> they,
1: yeah, they were popular. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you get to meet the band, the whole thing. But it was sponsored by Farfnugan over there. So yes, and in Berlin they don't have uh, they don't have Budweiser. But they had micalol.
0: You know what they call it over in Berlin? I won't say the word. <laughs> Budweiser. Oh God, mein Gott! <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah, have, you know, you know, have water. Something. It's it's uh, referred to as, uh, and I'll be polite. Uh, a cat urine. Oh, in, oh yeah, panther. In, in <laughs> We invite everybody to listen to this show. We don't want to turn anybody away, <laughs> so we got to be careful with what we say. But you know, uh, yeah.
1: But just so you know, there was no wrongdoing on my part. It was a promotional thing, yeah. with a beer company that wanted to hang on to their sponsorship. Hey Bill, all,
0: all I can say is, in, it was a lucky uh, in, break. In, for in me all my years in broadcasting, in all my years working in some of the biggest markets in the world, I never once was invited to sit in Hitler's box. <laughs> oh, 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 that is a story that uh, it trumps them all. Really, it does indeed. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I
1: won't ever tell you about my a uh, uh, birthday present. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it, it, it.
0: It cannot beat that story anyway.
1: And I'm a poor man. Imagine that, you know? Jeez.
0: Wow. Uh, so anyway, that was uh, that was Bill's little bit of non payola that he received. Non. it was Uh, not it was not but it
1: was funny and it was it was an interesting thing if i ever write a book it won't sell but (laughs) you join me that story will be in there and there's a couple of others that i think would be funny
0: other things that are going on we should point out you know we talked about this yesterday uh john fetterman has oh, returned. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a very yeah. articulate man. Oh, and, he's uh, he's got he's
1: out looking good.
0: His mastery of the uh, English language is just—it's oh. just, it's just uh, so artful the way he handles Injectable. words. Uh, orator is the first thing that comes to mind when I think yes. of, of John Fetterman. Well, you
1: know, they're talking about him maybe being on the ticket. In oh, if anything,
0: he will confuse our enemies. Uh, oh. John was up there uh, in in co- in the Capitol... And he was, I guess, chairing a subcommittee, mm, which I think yes. is amazing in and of itself. And uh, John had this to say.
3: I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Food and Nutrition, specialty crops, organics, and research to order. Huh? Chairwoman Sevenow. And ranking member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. What? A farm bill that works for small far- farmers, okay. rural communities, and hungry Americans. I would also like to thank my ranking member Senator Braun. And I look forward to working closely with you snap is one of the most effective programs to fight hunger and piracy in the country come on John. in my time and effort in ifas as the mayor of braddock to lieutenant governor to now i have heard from pennsylvanians about their support for a snap a SNAP? hunger is not a republican or a democrat issue it's all of our issue that we have to take it on okay Hello? Wake up. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Americans like Chair About Clory Jor, from the, now th- the town of Northeast in Pennsylvania, he tells me that his victim was skimming, which was when somebody stole money and he relied from his SNAP EBT. Mr. Jor is not the first Pennsylvanian I've heard this from, I fear he won't be the last, and I will work in this farm bill to modernize SNAP to work to recipients in the 21st century. I look forward to from hearing from you, your witness on this news my assistance on the farm bill, and I will now turn to Senator Braun for any opening comments that he would like to make.
0: I'm told that the only person, the absolute only person in the Capitol, who understood every single word
1: was Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and really, uh, John, they gave you the uh, the gavel, yes, not to hammer the table and take <laughs> over the uh, the hearing, <laughs> to hit your head and not yeah. some sense into yourself. That's what it was there for, John. Oh. Just so you know, you God. were supposed to you shut know, up. I,
0: I'm thinking to myself, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the distinguished senator from the state, the Commonwealth. Of Pennsylvania,
1: <laughs> oh, aren't you proud to be a Pennsylvanian now? <laughs> oh my God! My. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. You're I mean, from I... Pennsylvania. You gave us uh, Fetterman.
0: I mean, you hear this, and do you honestly think that Doctor Oz could have done a better job? <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. In, in a heartbeat. Yeah, Dr. Oz is probably taking up drinking now when he watches <laughs> that girl. Hey, why? Yep. Even in my most rank of the state. No, I don't think he drinks. No, I don't think so. Uh, do that.
0: Unbelievable. That's John Fredman He's now back in, in Congress and he's uh, taking it to places where it's never been before.
1: Oh yeah! Thank you, John. Uh, Thank you for a job well done. Go back to uh, go back to the hospital. Oh my God!
0: What you can't see, by the way, because it's audio, but you can't see the camera cutting away to the people in the crowd who are trying to follow him. Oh, they're
1: they're hanging their head down. All the Democrats are just kind of like, oh. oh,
0: But you know, they're kind of trying. They they want to give it. They don't want to look like they're laughing or that they don't understand what he's saying. So they're trying to look intense. The Democrats in the audience, you know what I'm saying? They lo- they're really interested in what he's what he's saying,
1: but nobody can follow his sentences. Well uh, look, I'll give him credit for trying because God bless yeah, sure. Uh you know, because I, I don't want to pick on a person when they're down. But he probably just needs to go, guys, I want to do this, but I really can't. Yes. I need to step back. I Ab- need to heal. Maybe the next go around. I think he would be a better man for it, and he would be perceived that way. If he really
0: cared about the people of Pennsylvania, he wouldn't put all of us through this.
1: Put himself through it. Put his well, wife through it. Put his kid
0: through it. Come on! But see, I I kind of look at his wife and the people behind him, and I, and I blame them because yeah. they they. I think that there were many times they're using he, them.
1: Yeah, they're pushing He's him into a placeholder this placeholder, and and. You know, it's unfortunate what happened to him, but you know, it makes you realize that every day is a gift and you should realize that. And if you've got a problem, take the time and heal. I know it's not, it's easier said than done because how am I going to pay my bills even at that level? But he's got rich family. Yeah. They can take care of him. They haven't... The, the past when he was Mr. Well, he was, Man.
0: He, he was making, I think, as Mayor Braddock, the, I think the salary was like $1,800 a year. And Nothing. his family was giving him an allowance of like 40000 50000 a year. Yeah, They were paying him to have this, uh, this no-paying job uh, so he would have that on his resume. Um, another interesting character on the political landscape yesterday made himself uh, a... A presidential uh, candidate. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. officially announced his f- candidacy for president uh, on Wednesday uh, in Boston. And I, I, I was looking at the video. It was an hour and 51 minute introduction speech. And I thought, are they all going to be this long? Uh, an hour and 51 minutes. Now, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a very articulate and smart man he has something it is a uh speech disorder which which makes his voice quiver like an old person you know i can't even do it uh you know i can't see i think
1: people are going to be drawn in he's a candidate it's called
0: spasmodic dysphoria or something like that there's a term for it but understand something that that is something that's that's superficial He's a smart guy. He talks about the uh, the vaccines and the pandemic uh, in an articulate way that uh, I don't think anybody can can match. and I'm not saying that he understand he's a Democrat and I'm saying this i'm not I don't know how he stands on a lot of other issues, but somebody made a suggestion. I think it was Roger Stone who's a friend and uh, advisor to President Trump who got into a lot of trouble himself. remember when he was mm-hmm. a— they, they went to his house at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. They raided it. And, of course, CNN just happened to have cameras in his front yard that, that morning. Uh, I don't know how they found out about it, but they were there. And uh, they perp-walked him and embarrassed him. And I think it was President Trump who uh, dismissed the charges because they were baseless, stupid charges. And But then again, only, only Republicans seemed to get these things thrown on him. But Stone said... Wouldn't it be interesting, wouldn't it be an interesting ticket if President Trump had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as the vice president? Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, the MAGA group really and truly stepped across the aisle and got somebody who was a similar kind of guy in so many ways? And, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. almost can't run for president without being a Democrat. That's almost in his DNA. I mean, his dad ran as a Democrat. His uncle was president as a Democrat. Uh, His whole lineage is Democrat. And for him to come out any other way would have been wrong. But, you know, Trump could say, look, I'd like you to be my vice president. And, uh, you know, you can be a vice president. I I think you can be a vice president as an independent, can't you? I mean, uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure whether you have to be in the party to be a vice presidential candidate. But um, it was an interesting thought. A lot of people seem to like the idea. I don't think you'll see Mike Pence being invited back anytime soon. Did you see, by the way, he spoke at the NRA this past yeah. weekend, and they booed Mike Pence? Uh, I thought Tahu. That should tell him
1: something right yeah, there.
0: Maybe that should uh, give you second thoughts about running for president, Mike. And, you know, President Trump came out later, and he mentioned that I heard about the greeting that... Uh, Mike Pence got and uh, and he was really kind of gracious. He said, "Look, Mike's not a bad guy." You know, um, and and, and his people were kind of booing the, just the name Pence when Trump was talking. And um but I I don't think you're ever going to get the people to forget what he did. Uh, he did a Judas. And I'm not comparing Trump to Jesus, but I mean when when push came to shove and uh, the rubber met the road, you would have expected Trump to stand, uh, Pence to stand up and stand behind his side. And Pence didn't have the and I use that Spanish word again, cojones, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have the courage to stand up for what was right. And people say, well, he really couldn't have. Uh, yes, he could have. He could have sent the votes back to the states for verification. It would have delayed the 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 process of certifying the presidency. But hey, so what? You know. But and you know they were they were really close to doing that in many ways. And then they conveniently had the January 6th quote insurrection out mm-hmm. front. Insurrection! It looked like the tour bus broke down, and and they were welcoming in the tour to see the Capitol. They were walking right. through. They were walking through uh, guided uh, ropes. Remember that the scene of them walking into the rotunda, and the, and they they're walking within the lines. If it was a real riot, they would have. Well, you know what they would have done. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's running for the presidency. Uh, I I well, don't. I don't think he's... You know, people are so superficial nowadays, Bill. Uh, I'm talking about you have to have the right hair to be a presidential let, let candidate. Well, let me explain something, though. Let, let's go back to wait, the founders. Wait, you know, oh, the, Eisenhower. I don't think Eisenhower could have been
1: president today. No, he couldn't have. Because no. he's, he was bald. Yeah, television uh, took care of all that. But let's go back to uh, the founding fathers and... You know the the vice president, the VP, never really had. He didn't have a residence. He didn't have mm-hmm. much to do. It wasn't until the seventies, I believe, that they got the uh, the VP residence. But the interesting thing is, if I got it got it right here, is that the man with the most votes became the president. Right. The uh, the contestant with these contestants, the candidate with the the next, mm-hmm. the second highest votes was the VP. So you would have a Democrat and a Republican, or a Republican and a Democrat. So when you go, oh, you could never have a Democrat and Republican, originally that's kind of how we were put together, but we didn't have much for them to do. The role is more important, and it would be kind of a trend-setting thing to do to say, you know, if you want to come across aisles and work together, forget about, you know, your party ticks, and let's get down to, you know, real issue ticks. You then, know, there was, uh, there was
0: a time when the third in line to the presidency was a Secretary of State. Yeah, and they changed that because he wasn't an, an elected official. You know, they, they they changed it to the Speaker of the House. A lot of things in our government have changed along the way. We just don't know that. And I I would submit that we are a uh, ill-educated populace. You know, we are don't don't mind the dinging folks of the. That's because it's my birthday and people are wishing me a happy birthday. I'm a very pop either that or I'm getting bill collectors sending me messages. I'm not sure, but um, I don't think that's going on. No, but you know, we don't have a, 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 a society that understands our history. Like you just talked huh. about, you just talked about how it
1: used to be way back when. Well, uh, yeah, back in the beginning. And somebody brought it up to me years ago, and I'm going, no, nah, no, nah. We never talked about it in school. But no. you know what? I sat there and said, when somebody says something and I don't know, mm-hmm. I at least give them the the benefit of the doubt and I look it up and then, you know, it's like, oh. Well, thanks for the enlightenment. Because a lot of people are going to go, nah, that never was. And when you look it up, it was.
0: It's because our, was. Our, our educational system is failing us. sucks. It really, it truly does. I mean, let's let's call it what it really is. Bad. Um, Bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was uh, uh, yes. speaking yesterday. I want to play this before we run out of time. Uh, yeah. Marjorie, uh, she doesn't pull any punches. And Eric Swalwell, you know, the guy who uh, had an illicit affair with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. Uh, and you know he never apologized. I I didn't realize Swalwell is married with I think kids, and I don't oh, I don't see him ever mentioning how he embarrassed his family or anything like that. Maybe he lives in an open relationship. I don't know. But uh, anyway, he was uh, trying to uh, nail the Republicans. And listen, I'm also concerned about people
1: on this committee and their own anti police rhetoric. This is a
3: defund the FBI campaign effort.
2: That was quite entertaining from someone that had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy. And everyone knows it. But I move for to
1: take our words down. Yeah.
0: Completely inappropriate. Yes, yeah, stand by just a second while we research the rule. Um, give me just a second. The chair uh, recognizes the gentlelady from Georgia and asks if she would like to retract those words.
2: No, I will not.
0: (laughs) No, I will not. You notice how fast the Democrats jumped to Swalwell's uh, defense? Oh, oh, uh, I I wish I had that stricken. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what? And every, every political talk show out there should play that because. You know, if it if it doesn't favor the Democrats, strike it from the record. Get of it course, out of here. It, it, it yeah. never
0: happened. Yes, I mean, it's uh, undignified to say something like that on the yeah. floor, mm-hmm. floor of the Capitol. Mind you, we can go after your our ex president, that Republican guy with the blonde hair. We can embarrass the living crap out of him. But Eric Swalwell, well, how dare you say that? Even yeah, though
1: what it's is true. The, what is the uh, negative parade from the uh, the left is saying right now? Oh, the GOP, you know, they're addicted to Hunter. Everything, hate, hate, hate Hunter. Really? And you guys aren't addicted to Trump.
0: I know, it's amazing. They asked Corrine Jean-Pierre about Hunter. I gotta play this for you, too, another short piece. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about uh, Hunter and who paid for his his, uh, expenses in Ireland. Listen. Yeah,
2: Um, listen, just to close the book on Ireland since we just got back, it was a highly personal trip. There were a lot of cousins there. Did Valerie well. <laughs> and Hunter Biden they flew Air Force One? Did they contribute? Did they pay for airfare, accommodations, ground transportation? What? Think, Look, we took they, we. This is not the first time. Uh, let's be very, very clear. It is consistent with other presidents when they've had family travel uh, with them abroad. This is nothing new. So, just want to make sure that we make that very clear to the American people. Okay. And of course, we followed every protocol that any other president or every other president has taken when they when their family has traveled and so yes all right no, to go. i'm Yeah. so we, we we took every protocol that is necessary and needed when a family traveled. we did nothing different uh than past presidents uh and so yes they paid they paid for their way like the share yeah like every other this is this is not unusual this is not the first time that families have traveled uh with presidents
1: what a joke and, and- I have it on good authority that Hunter did buy his ticket. He got it through travelocity.com
0: <laughs> because they were selling Air Force 1 tickets. <laughs> sure. And if you want
1: to travel on Air Force 1 with Joe or Air uh-huh. Force 2 with Kamala, travelocity.com, call them up and say Bill said uh, you sell tickets on Air Force 1 and <laughs> 2. And they're going, "What? Who what?"
0: Yes, of course you know he 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 the rooms that he stayed in, of course, they actually broke it down so that uh so that Hunter could break out his American Express card to pay for it. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I'm sure they could produce yeah.
1: those receipts. I'm just sure. on <laughs> what a joke! Times notice like that, they could do it. But you're, uh, su- you're no, supposed to just take you
0: just supposed to, you're just supposed to take her word for it, right? Uh, yeah. But I think we, as we close out this program, it's important that we feel we feel comforted in knowing that the man who is leading us to the brink of nuclear annihilation. Can spell.
3: We have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight E I G H percent. Eight percent.
0: <laughs> no, that's we uh, are no, doomed. Oh, that's eight percent. Eight we, percent. Yeah, E I G H. A- Wait, I'm going to play this one more time. It's short We have
3: a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight E I G H percent. Eight <laughs> percent.
1: I pay. Uh, uh, I pay, uh, I
0: pay I, 8%, eight
1: percent. Eight. Uh, can you
0: spell eight? E I G H E-I-G-H. Die. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, we're doomed. Hey folks, uh, that is going to be it for. It's another day for uh, another day. Uh, I apologize I if you hear little dings going off during the show.
1: Ding. Uh, that's ding, my brain, you know, uh, that, trying to. Uh, no, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was uh, friends who were. Wishing me a happy birthday! I got happy now. I have to get now. To I have you. to get back to all of them. I have to get back and say thank you very much. I didn't mean to be so late responding, but I, I was you in the know, middle of we're talking to Mister
1: Mulvaney to put on his Marilyn Monroe dress and stand over a window. Oh
0: gosh! <laughs> <now, to> you—that's <laughs> a sign of the times. Nineteen sixty-two. <laughs> it's Marilyn Monroe. Twenty twenty-three. <laughs> oh. It's what's his name?
1: Uh- Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, oh my, Something like that. Uh, for this thing, it'll be Marilyn Mulvaney. Happy Eminem. Birthday <laughs> to you. <Happy laughs>
0: birthday
3: to you. Could
1: you please sit down,
0: please? Uh, have a great day, folks. I'm going to go get myself a piece of birthday cake, and Bill will
1: see you tomorrow. Adios, amigo.
0: The Voice of Freedom. CRN America.